This message is sponsored by Life Touch Massage. For your next massage service, call us at 205-718-5144 or visit the web at www.lifetouchal.com. Remember, relief is only a touch away. We're two self-care experts, a massage therapist, and a licensed professional counselor, husband and wife and parents of three, business owners and working professionals, who have intimate experience with stress both professionally and personally. Our podcast aims to teach the everyday professional how to live through the stresses in life while learning to be their best in life. of Living the Stress Life, acting brand new. I'm your host, Tiffany Story. And I'm your host, Lamar Story. Yeah, so today, what are we talking about, Mr. Story? We're talking about (laughs) acting brand new. (laughs) So today we're talking about stress that comes as a result of major life changes. And I think this is a topic that all of us can relate to um, I mean from the time we're born to the time we die we go through significant life changes and today we just kind of wanted to share with you some of um, some stressors that we think come with major life changes and what are the five major life changes we're going to be talking about today um, I don't know five of them well I know one <laughs> well <laughs> what? I don't know so we're gonna be talking about getting married, um, first time being a first time parent, um, going to college. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk of the perspective of when we went to college and how our parents felt and how that um, affected our relationship with our parents at home because our kids are not yet college age. Um, and emptiness. And, of course, we have to talk about separation and divorce. Yeah, so number one on that list is getting married. I think that um, when I think about a significant life change that causes a lot of stress, I think about when we first got married. We have been married, we mentioned this before, going on 14 years. Yeah. Yep. And Will I'll, it be 15 this year or is it 14 this year? It will year? be 14 this year. Oh, okay. And so, um, man, we done been down through that. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> getting married, I believe, is something that, you know, everybody hopes to do. Right, so everybody hopes to get married one day. And, Not everybody, and, but a lot of people. Well, a lot of people, yeah. And uh, for the guys that have gotten married, you know, I've been married 14 years now. And what I always hear a lot <laughs> from the male perspective is this is like, as soon as you put that ring on, as soon as you jump that broom, everything changes. And why is that? It's like, is the ring a curse? It's like, <laughs> are we like putting a spell on you guys? As soon as we slide that ring on, you just changed it to a whole different other person. It's just like, who is this person? <laughs> What's that movie? Uh, is it I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? Where uh, is it Damon Wayne go out on a date with Tisha Campbell oh, and yeah. then she started taking off all the stuff that was fake? It wasn't Tisha Campbell, though. 
It wasn't TC Campbell was in Martin, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. it wasn't it wasn't TC Campbell. It was but the it was, lady from the that played in the heat of the night, I forget. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she started taking off her nails, her wig, her lashes. Yeah. Then she started taking like her legs. <laughs> It's like after you get married, you're like, baby, where your legs at? <laughs> <laughs> you leg, you gonna take your leg off of it. So Lamar and I have had this discussion before that he feels like women dupe men. It's like they do all this stuff to make you like them, and then mm. as soon as you decide to marry them, we like, ah, switch the game up. Especially when you have children. So we had a child before we got married. Don't be putting um, my business in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she couldn't wear white to the wedding. No, just <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pity. But, um, so we had a child before we got married. And I really start, started to see the difference after we had our child. It was like she became a mom mom. Like, we were doing things, you know, we were doing wild things. <laughs> <laughs> And then as soon as we had our son, it was just like, no, I can't do that. And then when we got married, it was just like a double. Just like, you know, uh, I don't even want to talk about this to get too personal, but it was a change. And, you know, and just talking to people now, talking to my friends, talking to associates, um, talking to my clients about their relationships, and it seems to be the same pattern. It's like you're one person before we got married, like, you know, me and Tiffany used to, you know, smoke together and <laughs> um, do stuff. We did stuff. We did stuff together besides smoking, of course, but <laughs> we did stuff together. We uh, we were just really good friends. And then after the child and after marriage, it became very, like, strict. Like, everything became, like, serious serious and I had to say it twice <laughs> but everything became so serious like and, and I, I believe a lot of relationships see that a lot of relationships um see a change in dynamics once that um that cursed ring is put on the finger <laughs> well I think for me um personally you know like he said I did become a parent before I, I became a wife and I think, for me, becoming a mom just made things serious. Like, it was like, I have to be a real adult right now. And then I think entering into marriage, I had this expectation or um, this perspective of who I should be as a wife and as a mom. And I think that's what contributed to the change. But we, we've we talked about several times, like, when we got married, Lamar, when we were dating, he just seemed so cool and chill and laid back. And then it's like, we got I'm married. still cool, chill, and laid back, baby. <laughs> then we got married. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he just became, like, super goofy and silly. And it's just like, dude, like, who is this? Like, who are you? You know, and I think for me, just being a wife and a mom, it was. I'm super goofy. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go back to super goofy. <laughs> Did you just call me I super mean, goofy? He just like Dang. I don't I don't remember <laughs> like in college waking up and you doing silly stuff. It's like at home he so wanna, you weren't even supposed to be waking up beside me in college either. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first of all, I think when we got married, like 
he wake up, he want to turn on the news and music, and he want to play and stuff. And, like, I think the biggest adjustment or the biggest, I would say, the most stressful thing about marriage is learning to adjust to living with someone. Like, I have this thing where I'm comfortable in my own skin. I've always been comfortable in my own skin. I won't say always, but I have been since I was a a teenager. And it's kind of like, be you, do what you're going to do. Be comfortable with who you are, and the world will adjust, you know. You changed, though, bro. I may have changed, but I think that change was really connected to my perspective of what it meant to be a mom and a wife. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, um, that happens because we have an expectation of who we want to be as as wives and mothers. And it it's something that we take as a, like, it's like a serious responsibility. It's almost like when the president takes over this responsibility of being the president of a whole lot of people, there's a certain burden and responsibility. Of course, the president we have now, that didn't pass along to him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I just think when you become a leader of something, it, there's this burden and sense of responsibility mm-hmm. that passes along to you. And I think for women, it's different. For men, it's just like, man, I'm about to marry my best friend. I'm about to be, we about to be having sex all through the house and all this kind of stuff. And and for you thought, (laughs) (laughs) you thought. (laughs) And for women, it's just like, you know, I'm a cook, I'm a clean, you know, and my husband's gonna put gas in my car and you know stuff like that. He gonna yeah, it's it's stuff like that, man. So we had to just. You know, I tried to trick Tiffany into moving in. We, I bought a house after I proposed, and I was like, "Yeah, come on, move in before we get married." And you know, in my head, it was really to see like how this was gonna work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she was like, "Nah, pimp. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not moving in with you till after I get married." So that was a just an adjustment, even because, with a kid. Like even yeah. with a kid. But I also knew me too, and I think. You know, this has nothing to do with the topic we're talking about. But I think for me, it was being married made me be committed, you know, in terms of sticking something out. And it's like, if I knew I had an option to leave, if you got on my nerves or made me mad, I just, like, I'm just going back home with my mama. I ain't got to deal with this. Then that's what I would have did. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not about to deal with this. You don't put the forks in right side up you put them in upside down in the dishwasher <laughs> i'm done yeah all right let's move on to number and that, two and that rope swings both ways <laughs> yeah pity what's number two mm-hmm. being first-time parents yeah so we just talked about that for me being a first-time parent i i loved being an aunt that's all i can say like i absolutely love being an aunt but when I became a mom, you know, there were things that I encountered that I didn't anticipate. Like, for one, our oldest son was a crybaby. He was like, and it, I want to say. still a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> he was a crybaby, but also I, I breastfed, and he refused to take a bottle. So, you know, I was so appreciative that my mom, the first year of his life, um, was in a position to keep him. And she was his babysitter while I, you know, went off to work and tried to make money. But my son would not drink from a bottle all day. He would drink just enough to 
uh, keep himself from starving, but I could be gone for eight hours and he would drink four ounces of milk and he was like, you know, three months old. And so it was very stressful because I would come home and then I would spend the rest of the night breastfeeding, which meant in the morning, my milk would let down um, in our increments because he was literally starving himself all day. That was stressful. Um, when we got ready to wean him from the bottle, like remember he cried nonstop for like three days. I mean, it was just horrible. And then we ended up giving him the bottle back. And the doctor was like, no, it is time. You're like, he's going to have ear infections and decayed teeth. You've got to, you know, cut the bottle. You're giving it to him at night. And then I think he cried for like a week straight. Like every night we was laying in the bed. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah. You don't remember No. no. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. But it was so stressful. And then when we converted his crib into a toddler bed. I remember I, that. I remember his little feet. Every time we would put him in the bed, you hear them little feet walking across the hardwood floors, coming into our room. So it was just like. That's an adjustment, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because that interferes with your sex life. It interferes with your ability to be able to engage with one another. So I, I just say for me being a first-time parent, then becoming pregnant after our first kid was one, that just started something completely different. I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember my first our first kid crawling like i remember him like laying running. on his stomach and running because yeah. he was like full-fledged running about eight nine months yeah, old yeah he was um for me <clears throat> i don't really know if it was stressful um mm. my son gave me purpose you know when he was born i was like whoa i'm a daddy like he gave me purpose he gave me focus um i remember just Everything was about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was stressful for you, though. Remember? Because you didn't think he liked you. Because every time you would try to yeah. calm him down, he wouldn't stop crying. You'd be like, he don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, then I remember him laying on my chest and going to sleep, though, too. You know what I'm saying? So, and me humming to him at night, you know, or whenever. Giving him a massage at night. Yeah, that was crazy because he was like, he got to the point where he didn't want to go to bed until he got a massage first. <laughs> He got a massage first and then went to sleep. <laughs> so I had to wean him off of massages every night. <laughs> but um, it really made me feel like a man, you know, having that first child. And, and it gave me vision. It gave me focus. I was like, man, you know what? All right. Now I have it's my opportunity to be the father that I never had. You know, I grew up with my dad, but he wasn't particularly... Um, a good father, but um, it gave me the opportunity to be that the father that plays football in the backyard with the kids, or you know, talk to the kids. <laughs> hey, at least talk to them. <laughs> so uh, it gave me the opportunity to be the father that I never had, and I really enjoyed it. But I think some for some people being a parent is stressful. Two, if you become a parent when you don't expect to become a parent, like us becoming parents was not planned, yeah. and I think a lot of a lot of kids today, especially or a lot of people today, have a lot of unplanned pregnancies. Yeah, and I think that is a huge stressor. It's like you out here living your life, 
you know, being wild and or just free. I wouldn't even say wild. Some people are just being free, you know, figuring life out. And then you have this pregnancy and you decide, you know, to keep it. Most, you know, many people decide that they don't agree with getting rid of a baby or aborting. And it's like, then what? Mm, you know? Yeah. And I've encountered, you know, I work with a program with single moms and I get to see the stress, especially when you didn't have a good parent and you find yourself being a single parent. I mean, at least we had each other to kind of figure it out. But there are so many people who become parents that don't have help. And it's like, or or don't even have a good parent figure. So it's like, if the baby's crying nonstop, what do I do? I mean, that's how you get babies that have, you know, the shaking syndrome or, or things of that nature or babies mm-hmm. that have been abused. So I think becoming a first-time parent can be a huge stressor, especially if you don't have a support system. I think when you have a support system, it makes life a little easier. And we had an awesome support system. Yeah. But um, when I think about what could be a huge stressor as a first-time parent, that's what I think of. Not having a, first, a, a, a secure support system, um, an unplanned pregnancy, being a single parent. Or a crazy baby daddy. Crazy baby. All that. Baby we see mama that with, or baby daddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because we see that with our relatives. You know, you got crazy folks on both sides. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you look at that and be like, Lord, I'm blessed. <laughs> yeah, man, man. What's number three? Going to college. Okay. So our kids are not really college age yet. Um, they're 14, 12, and 10. My oldest son is, he's feeling himself. You know, he's a teenager, and um, we get along pretty good for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he gets a little beside himself when I tell him to do something. And uh, I remember specifically I asked him to do something. He was like, can you do it? And I wanted to bust him in his chest. Um, and that's another thing, too, about becoming a parent. It's one of the stressful things is, you can't them in their chest. Well, what yeah, it's stressful because, you know, I should. I feel like I should be able to bust them in his chest. Really? <laughs> and then you feel like, no, I don't want you guys to do this. You coming from the counseling aspect of it, you know. But that's um, abuse. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, whatever. But Dog. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, he 14. You know what I'm saying? So it's, um, and then, you know. Maybe because of my experience with my father, we had to fight. You know what I'm saying? So we had a fight when I was a teenager. And I just felt like that time was approaching to where he's going to test me and I'm going to have to bust him in his chest. And you set me down and was like, look, there will be no busting of chests <laughs> in this house. No, the conversation went more like the day you decide to hit my kid is the day me and you going to have a misunderstanding. I'm going to have to bust your head to the white meat. <laughs> yeah. But she quit to slap a child. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, I ain't supposed to say that. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I but I think discipline. I do. I think discipline is uh, another important stressor that can be surrounded. You know, being a first-time parent because, you know, you're you're ma- now married to someone who may have grown up differently than you. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I grew up with an older brother who will bust you in the chest, and you probably didn't. You know what I'm saying? 
my older brother, I looked at him anyway. as my dad, though. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I feel like he he was um, he helped me to become the man that I am today. But um, yeah, just you know, we talking about going to college. Of course, our kids are not there yet. But when we went to college, first of all, because of the way I was I was raised, and because of how my father was. I was actually nervous about going off to college because, you know, my dad was a little abusive towards my mom. My mom could handle herself. I grew up in that type of household. But uh, I felt like if I wasn't going to be there for my mom, who was going to be there? So when I had an opportunity to go to Kentucky for college, I thought twice about it because I was like, I don't want to leave my mom here with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? What, what may happen? Um, while I'm gone, who's going to be here to protect her, right, um, and, you know, when I think about my child now, he's, my oldest is 14, thinking about him going off to college, I'm like, wow, one of the stresses is going to be, you know, I hope I, you know, told him everything, I hope he don't go out here and just, you know, act crazy or get somebody pregnant or, you know, have a misunderstanding with a teacher or law enforcement. You know, those are the things that I think about. And I'm just hoping that, you know, none of that stuff happens and why he's not under my supervision. I think for me, first of all, going off to college, you know, I didn't have those same things to contemplate. Like, I was good. I mean, the household I grew up in, I felt like was slightly dysfunctional, but I think everybody could probably say there's some aspect of their life that's dysfunctional. But, I mean, I didn't have any apprehensions about going out to college. I think when I finally did get to the point where my mom was dropping me off at college, I kind of had like a, a slow panic attack, like I decided to go six hours away from home. But... For the most part, college going off to college was not stressful for me. Um, figuring it out was not stressful. I've always been independent. I know that for the first week I didn't call my mom and I got a voicemail like, hey, Tiff, is your mom? Remember me? Call me. You know, so for me, the transition to college was easy. But I think as a parent, like, I cried at my son's fifth grade graduation. I'm talking about, like, cried, cried, yeah. like, big tears. Mm-hmm. So like a punk. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I think of my oldest kid going away, I think of the same things you kind of think of. Maybe not so much as preg- a pregnancy. Um, I don't tend to think about that, but I do think about how he's conducting himself in the world or, you know, does he know how to handle conflict or someone trying to hurt him or, you know, things of that, that mm-hmm. nature. Because, you know, the world is a scary place. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... I feel like the world is scarier now than it was when I was a kid. And it, it might just be because my position in life has changed. I've gone from being a kid to being a parent. Um, I think one of the things for me, though, I feel like we've um, we've babied our kids a little bit. <clears throat> I don't even think that, that way with most of the people in our generation. I don't feel like that. I do. I mean, to an extent. I like with me. When I was fourteen, I was pretty much grown. (laughs) 
Like, I was doing stuff grown folks did. And not saying that I want my son to be doing that, but at the same time, like, my son 14, and he plays Fortnite a lot. And I be looking at him like, dude, you supposed to be driving. I started driving when I was, what, 12? <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, you... You know, I'd be looking at like, man, maybe it was just the way that I was raised. But, you know, sometimes I just wonder if we baby our children too much. Um, but our son knows how to cook. He does. He knows how to cook. He knows how to be a leader. He has a checking account and a savings account. Yeah. These are things that I didn't know at 14. Yep. Um, you know, he watches his sister and brother. Yeah. You know, I think... He does his own laundry. Yeah. You know, there's things that he does. Those other things, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I do believe there is a point or to a certain extent we have shelter him. Like, i never forget getting a call from the principal when he was in sixth grade because of the school he went to. Um, he wasn't around. He was in a bubble. He was in a bubble. And the middle school he went to was completely different that first year of middle school from what he had grown up in in elementary school. And the principal called saying that him and his best friend at the time were doing gang handshakes. I'm like, gang handshakes? I don't think it's about My son don't know nothing about no gangs. But then the reality hit me that he didn't know anything about gangs. And there was gang activity at his school. And by the time I got to the school, the, fig- the principal figured out that him and his friend didn't know anything about gangs. They had came up with a best friend handshake. And we had to have a conversation. Lamar and I had to have a conversation like, listen, you don't know what type of handshake you have if that resembles a gang handshake. So, like, you ain't a kid no more. Like, this is the real world. Same thing with me and Lamar. Like, we grew up in totally different environments. So, when we first got married, he came home one day and I was downstairs in a den vacuuming. And I had the front door open with just the glass door. And he came and he was like, did you know you left the front door unlocked? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I just, I mean, I had the glass screen door shut. He was like, Dorothy, you are not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) And so it was just one of those moments with Jaden where it was like, hey, dude, like, this is is a whole different world. I think. That was the moment where I felt like it was time to start having real-world conversations. Oh, yeah. But when I think about going off to college, those are the things that I'm thinking about. Like, what conversations do I need to start having with him now? And I don't even feel like that burden is mine to bear because I'm a mom. I feel like that burden is yours to bear because oh, yeah. you're a man. Yeah, but then I also need you to back up when it comes to that. So, like, when I talk to him about certain things, like, it's stuff that me and Jaden talk about that you don't have no idea. Because if you had an idea, you'd be like, uh, I had to hear all this therapy stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's him being nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't want to hear that. This, I know he's a young black male growing up in America. It's some things that I talk to him about that is very real. Thank you, baby, for not yeah. telling me. We're going to leave that. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that because it's something that just meet, need to be between he and I. And then he'll come to me with stuff, too, you know. So I believe that it is important because I think sometimes moms just don't understand. 
I think African American females sometimes don't understand what we go through. So I had to sometimes tell him from a black man perspective, son, this is just, this how it is, and this is how I need, uh, this is the the knowledge I need you to know. Yep. So number four is the empty nest syndrome. So, of course, we are not empty nesters just yet. But um, I have had these conversations with my mom. I've had it with my uh, my sister-in-law, Lamar's sister, about emptiness. And I think, to me, um, m- being married and becoming empty nesters are two of the of my top three major life changes that cause a lot of stress. I think when you think about emptiness, and I'm talking about truly emptiness where every kid you have, have has left the house or has left the nest. And I just want to say this. Um, when that happens for us, I'll be 46, still young, <laughs> ready to travel. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, bro, well, just to get out the house, I'll be like, hey, <laughs> don't call us no more. <laughs> I think I'm ready for it. I'll be ready for the emptiness when it comes. But for a lot of people, I think emptiness is <clears throat> kind of the beginning of the end. Damn. Of, well, and I say that I know that sounds harsh, but so many people's lives come become wrapped up in their children. Like I think of me, like I stay busy with the kids. I, my my life at one point was PTA meetings and class parties and soccer practice and music lessons, and it's like our daughter. I mean, she forever has something going on. I be thinking to myself, what you need a calendar for? She got more beans than I do. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like when that goes away, <laughs> if you and your partner has not invested the time and effort that you need to in your relationship, you find yourselves living with strangers because we change as we age. And the person I was at 22 when Lamar and I got married, or we were, yeah, I turned 23 right after we got married, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's about right. So the person I was when we got married, that's not the person I am today. I've changed. I've evolved. I feel like with age, I'm getting fine like wine, like I'm getting better. Yes. But, but I think for a lot of couples, <laughs> they fall into a routine. They fall into a trance. Right. So, you know, you may have that mom who does everything. She does the ripping and the running and the the school projects and the school meetings. And the dad may focus on just making money. He come home, he eat dinner, he kick back in front of the TV. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the kids go away and mom finds herself being able to focus on dad. And it's like I come home, I cook dinner. After dinner, I would usually be running to practice or doing homework that's not there no more. And then my husband, he's eating dinner, and he wants to do his usual routine of watching TV or kicking back or whatever he's doing. And it's kind of like I want to do something. Yeah. And, I, and it could be vice versa because you have some dads that play the major role of being the person that's super involved, coaching the son's football team and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing this with the son or the daughter, you know, when you have that daddy's girl and then they find themselves 
looking like now what am I supposed to do? Right. And I found and research says that a lot of people end up going through divorce or their marriage takes a a, a turn for the worse because So how you combat that though? My thing is I remember when we first started dating Hold on, was it when we first started when we got serious? You gave me a uh, a note that you wrote in high school. Was that in high school when you wrote that? Girl, it was it in high school or not? It was my so I got a hope chest for my sweet sixteen birthday. A hope chest. A hope. Oh, okay. chest. <laughs> not hope chest. Okay. I had I got a hope chest <laughs> for my sixteenth birthday, and I was given. Certain gifts, but at the time, I had this very naive perception of marriage, and I would collect crystal um, houseware, crystal china, mm. and I would make little notes for my husband and put them in the boxes so that when I got married. And you were 16? I was 16. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so I made notes. <clears throat> That's from y'all watching all them princess movies. <laughs> For my, Walt Disney. <laughs> I made notes for my marriage mm-hmm. and for my married self um, to open and reflect back on. Yeah. And I gave him one of those. Yeah. I'm, so it says something about, and I just keep, I keep it in my wallet to this day. Um, it says, never let the fire burn out of our relationship. And I had some Mikasa crystal candle holders that that went along with. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um,. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all could have seen her face just now But um, um, I held on to that And I took it as my responsibility To never let the fire burn out of our relationship So I think one way to combat that is Is to always just put her first You know what I'm saying Like yeah you have children And mm. you know and you, you say yeah you know my child comes before everybody But I'm like eh When them kids leave You're going to be there with old girl Numero uno, you know what I'm saying? Oh, good, I'm all <laughs> Yeah, you old lady. But um, so you need to put her first. You need to be able to say, hey, you know, let's go out. Let's talk. Let's communicate what you think about this, what you think about that. Um, And I think that's, that's just the way I am. You know, I've seen... And maybe because of the way I was raised, I raised I was raised up in a house full of arguments, people arguing all the time. And I always tell my wife, that's something that I did not want for my household. That's not what that's not how I wanted to to grow up. That's not an environment that I want to bring my children up in. Um, all I want to do is be happy. And I know that's kind of far fetched. You know, you only you know, you can make yourself happy. But I'm going to try my best to do what I need to do to keep our relationship on fire. It's interesting, though, how that was impactful for you, uh, for one, because mm. we were just dating. But I think for me, you know, when I think about emptiness, I'm not as concerned with that. For one, I think we were friends, and I think we do a pretty good job at trying to maintain our relationship. But I think what's when I think about what type of stress um, comes along with emptiness, I think about couples who do lose sight of the relationship because first of all, you know, 
all of the the rainbows and butterflies go away when you realize the person you're married to is human like sometimes you have women who are in love with something that's not real they're in love with their perception of what marriage should be like and then when that person you marry who they are shows up it's like hold on this ain't what I expected, right? This ain't what I signed up for. Yeah, this didn't, you know, who is this, mm-hmm. right? But I think what happens for a lot of women is, you know, when they have kids, um, especially if they start to think that the person they married um, is more than what they signed up for, they, they shift their focus to their children Um or men, I don't want to make that seem like it's exclusive to mm-hmm. women because men can do that too. Everything becomes about the kids. And to me, it's so sad to see when you find a couple whose kids are no longer there and, you know, that couple just seems not to to be connected. Like, there are couples that I'm thinking about that I have grown up with that their kids are grown and I always thought they were a good they were a good family, right? They were a strong, connected family. And now that their kids are gone, they don't seem like the same couple they were when they had kids. But I realized what made them seem like a strong family unit was both of them, their main focus was the kids. Yeah. And they lost sight of the relationship. One so thing, we're going to lose some people on this because some people believe that when you have kids, they're a priority. And I think my, kid, my kids are a priority. Right. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna see me turn up, like come for one of my kids, like mm-hmm. you'll see a whole therapeutic person leave and exit stage left. Yeah, you know, but you see that dude behind her with them guns blaze. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that one thing that helped me realize the importance of marriage. I feel like my parents, even though they they were always it seemed like at odds or they just had a you know different perspective of how you live your life, they always had a pretty good relationship. But it was my next-door neighbors, um, the couple that I grew grew up um, across the street from, um, their sons were like brothers to me. I mean, I still, I mean, even though we don't even talk, I still consider them like family. Um, They went on date night every single Friday. And it didn't care. They didn't care what was going on. It didn't matter what was going on. They were not disrupting date night. Every Friday, they went to dinner and a movie. And that was their thing. And I think for me, even though they were not my parents, that was a significant thing for me as, okay, this is a priority. I think to me, too, that's why I've also focused on one of my kids to grow up in a community with people who look like them mm-hmm. and um, growing up in a community where they see people who are attorneys and police officers and doctors because this this was not my family. This was just a family that was in my neighborhood who I happened to be connected to their children. But even the way their relationship and their marriage influenced was influenced my perspective of marriage. And so it gives you a different perspective from what you grew up with. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't think that I saw my my I felt like my mom and my dad were were friends to a certain extent. Even though I like their marriage was kind of chaotic too. Um and I you know, I got to see my parents get divorced, but they got remarried, you know. 
And so, and they were married until my father passed away. And so I think it just gave me a, a broader perspective of what marriage can be. And so when I think of emptiness, I don't see that as being an issue for us because I had more than one perspective. Yeah, and because we'll be 46, well, I'll be 46, you'll be, what, 44? Man, when I we're tell gonna you. We're going to be ready to travel. We're going to Africa. We're and we're going to be so fine at, <laughs> <laughs> at 46. Like, yeah. I'm fine now, but, like, at 46, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, like, me I, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the last one we talked about was separation and divorce. Yeah. And I think that one's almost self-explanatory in terms of. Yeah. See, in my household, divorce was kind of like not even thought of. It was like, you know, my family perspective, I really didn't even know anybody that had been divorced um, in my family. But on the other hand, your parents. Yeah, my parents divorced um, when I was in fifth grade, but they also remarried. And I knew divorce. I mean, my grandparents um, were divorced. And, I mean, I was aware of that, but not, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're a child, you don't really think of it from that perspective because my grandfather had remarried. But divorce, in my mind, wasn't that big of a deal. However, I do recall a time in college where me and my sister had went to go grab something to eat, and we were talking about a time where our parents got divorced, and she started talking about um, how she was so confused when my dad and my mom got divorced because my dad moved back home to his home state. And she was like, I felt like he had abandoned us. You know, she felt like he left the family, not my mom. And I was confused. And I think for me, because of my self-esteem and because of I was a secure child, you know, I was a pretty happy child and I think I had a strong sense of self. I never connected my parents' divorce with something that I did or that I could possibly be responsible. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the stress that divorce causes for a household, especially if you have parents that you've never seen them fight, you've never seen them argue, when they get divorced, I think it shatters a kid's world. Mm-hmm. Especially when they think their parents are perfect, right? Um, but for some kids, too, who have seen their parents fight, like you mentioned about your parents being having a volatile relationship and it being a, a somewhat abusive household, your thing was like, why, why is this dude still here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think for kids who have grown up in an environment, divorce is like a prayer answer, like just please stop the madness, you know? Um, But I think divorce, despite, you know, if a kid is happy or not, it completely alters their world and and, and it creates stress because finances change sometimes. Sometimes they get better, but sometimes they decline. I know for us, um, there was, you know, my mom managed to keep us in the same home, but it was definitely a change in the way we lived. Um, there were things, there were places that we shopped that I associated with as a child as places poor people shop, you know, when my parents went through a divorce. And I think that, um, I think that 
divorce creates a stress that many of us who've never been through that, um, it creates a stress that we can't even consider or imagine. Mm-hmm. So those are our top five stressors yeah. for major life changing events. And I think um, those are stressors that a lot of people can relate to. But let's talk about things you can do to kind of manage that stress. You ready to get into our tips of the day? Sure. Let's do it. Tips of the day. So. So some of your tips of the day, um, when discussing the things we talked about today in our podcast, one thing I, I think that I want to stress is that it's important to keep your relationship with your spouse or your partner. You know, my wife mentioned, Tiffany mentioned about the date nights that uh, her neighbors had that really inspired her to want to keep a relationship with me. Um, So we, you know, those are things that are very important. Yeah, You have children, your children have schedules, but at the same time you had to go back to the base. What is the base? The base is you and your spouse or your partner that is the base that relationship has to stay strong in order for everything else to fall through in your life um if need be seek counseling don't be scared of counseling um you know in our culture especially um counseling counseling is looked at as taboo My wife and I both experienced counseling. I mean, she's a counselor. She's a therapist. But um, we found it best for us to go and seek outside counseling. Um, You know, we think we communicate very well. We started off as friends, and we're able to talk about some things that probably most people are not able to talk about. But um, counseling even pushed us further. It, It helped our relationship. It helped. It gave us that outside perspective on what was going on in our relationship. Um, thirdly and finally, is remember to have fun. Yes. You know, remember to have fun. I mean, life is a journey. Um, life um, is worth living, first of all. Um, I'm, I'm one that don't believe that we should just work until retirement age and then retire and die. You know, it's time to have fun. You know, have some fun with your your significant other. Find things that you like to do as a family and as a couple. But just have fun. I think the more opportunities you have where you can create laughter and fun and joy, I think um, the better your relationships are. And I know those are just relationships in general, but especially your marriage. Like, I know for me and Lamar... um, it's something that I think was fun, but also really annoying. Like, we used to do this thing, like, when some, one of us would be in a hot shower. And I think I started it and then hated that I started it. But when he would be taking a real hot shower, I would dump a cup of ice-cold water over <laughs> we in the shower. We did that in a while. No. And sometimes yeah. I would put ice in it. <laughs> and there would be times I tossed it over in the shower and it would just completely land in front of him. And he would just bust out and start laughing. But... It created moments, just unexpected moments of joy. And yeah. I think, you know, 
doing things of that nature. Like he liked to tickle me from time to time. I absolutely hate that. Like I, it makes yeah, me she get mad. Like it makes me feel violent. Have you ever known anybody to get mad while being tickled? I just don't. Like That's it. Tiffany. <laughs> How you I, get mad and laugh at the same time? I don't understand. I just don't like it. But I do think that the more moments you create where you remember that life is short um, and that you need to focus on the moment, seize the moment, be in the present, the better off things will be in your relationships and I, the closer you will be. Yeah. So, so those are our tips. Um, focus on your spouse or your partner. Oosa. Seek counseling with needed. <laughs> and just remember to have fun. Oosa. All right. All right. <laughs> so until next time, guys, live your best life. Living through your stress life. Oosa.